listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. Hey there, I'm Adam Solarzik. And I'm Joe Struess. And we are meteorologists at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is episode 33. Double threes. Of the Past the Forecast podcast. You know what, Adam? The seasons have changed. The feeling of change is in the air for sure. With we the have the winds have changed today. The winds have changed, <laughs> true that, but yet we're still here. Yes. Yes, we are. We are still grinding away more so than ever, and we are going to continue to talk about the cooler weather and also the dry stretch we just had in Tracking the Topics. Tracking the Topics. So we'll lead off with the dry stretch where we had 14 days of dry weather in a row. That came to an end on Monday, which was the 27th, right? Or the 28th? Sounds correct. Monday was the 28th, and so we were dry from the 14th through the 27th. No rain, which is interesting for a place in the Midwest that we're kind of in the path of a lot of weather systems on a regular basis that we won't go two weeks without measurable rain at our airport, but we did. Uh, I did a story yesterday you can find on Wayne.com right now. It goes into detail on how rare this is. When was the last time we had 14 days or more of dry weather? Mm. I mean, I know the answer, but... 2012. 2012? 2012. The number I told you earlier, it was uh, operator air and finding Okay, I believe that because the number you told me earlier would have been... Almost Back to just about the beginning of my life. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, yeah, whenever I I, I rechecked the data before I did the story yesterday, I did some preliminary data searching, and I must have glossed over the 2012, which happens, which is why you go back and you double-check your data. And after I double-checked it, I triple-checked it to make sure I was doing it right in terms of searching this database. So still, eight years, pretty substantial. That was at 19 days, though. Yeah, you know, I, I think it actually really was a shock to me. I figured we had more stretches like this. Um, just thinking about some of the the weather pattern that I've studied for the last, well, what is it, two years working here and really seriously about two and a half years in college once I started to get some courses under my belt. So it's been about four years, four and a half, maybe close to five years, I've been actively looking at the weather patterns across the Great Lakes. And I was actually kind of surprised that you said that it, uh, you know, it's been eight years since we had that long of a stretch. You know, you think about the, the, the summer months, and obviously we get the afternoon air mass thunderstorms probably one in five days. That, that kind of ruins that chance. And then I think about the spring. Yeah, the spring's usually pretty wet. The winter, whether it be snow or rain. Sleet. Sleet. <laughs> obviously you're going to have at least maybe a trace of some sort of liquid precip. Uh, more times than not, I guess. But I just can't believe, I, I don't know, I guess I, if you asked me what the longest stretch was, I mean, I think I probably would have told you about 18, 19 days. Because um, I, I feel like in my head three weeks is like too long, but two weeks was too short. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. The longest stretch was back in 1977 at 21 days. See? see, and that's, So that doesn't happen that so often. So I'm thinking like that's pretty that's pretty good thinking there, just thinking about, you know, what, what the realistic – 
longest length could be there, even in the middle of a drought type conditions. Our weather patterns here at our latitude is just the jet stream is so dynamic aloft that even when we're locked into a midsummer heat ridge, it doesn't hold for that long. We might st- still have serious temperatures. There's still something that breaks it up here in, in the in the mid latitudes uh, around, say, northern Indiana, southern Michigan, northern Great Plains type Great Lakes sort of uh, geography. Well, I went out and I asked the people what they thought was the long. When was the last time we had two weeks? And a lot of them thought it was earlier this year because we did have so many dry stretches throughout the uh, the summer months and, and we did hit seven days in june and in august and we've also had multiple five day stretches without rain so they weren't too far off to realize that yeah we've had dry stretches this year uh but when we look at the amounts of rain i mean we're still we went 14 days without rain in a row in september and we're still above average on our precipitation for the month and we're just under an inch below what we normally see throughout a year. So what I can draw from that is we've had multiple dry stretches, some of them longer, some of them shorter, but we've had several of them. So what I'm deducing is that while we might not see a lot of rain in terms of days, when it rains, it rains. Like earlier this month, we had two days of rain with over an inch. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting, um, you know, you, you look at the numbers. This past Sunday morning, I pulled up some of the data for the morning show, and that was that was two weeks right on it. And it was interesting. Fort Wayne was running above average for the month of September, yet when you looked at the drought conditions just to the north of us, north of the Fort Wayne International Terminal, um, you had abnormally dry conditions across the northern portion of the viewing area and even moderate drought up further to the northwest. So it's kind of like, hey, look, we're above average, but we actually are we actually are suffering, uh, lacking in rainfall in some areas. Yeah, and first off, thank you for making that graphic. It was a big help yesterday. I was able to use that. Got to do all Adam's work for him. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, secondly, it, it is interesting. I was going to bring up that point that you just brought up is that our area is kind of split in half. The southern half has seen more rain than the northern half. It just so happens that the airport sits on the southern half of our area and the southern half of Allen County. So uh, we have a chance for a few more showers later on this week as we get another push of colder air that's going to be moving in here. Yeah, the colder air, obviously, if you step outside, you feel it right now. We were down in the 60s the past few days. We're dropping down to the 50s by the end of the week. Uh, one sort of uh, sort of angle to this that I find just absolutely intriguing, I read it in a forecast discussion from, from one of the local weather service offices. I don't believe it was northern Indiana, but I was just looking at something else out west, and they said that the Arctic front that's coming through, yes, it's only resulting in highs in the 50s for us now, which feels cool. Our lows at night are actually going to hold. To where we're, that is interesting. But number two, had this type of weather system uh, with such a deep dive of Arctic air come through, say, in the winter, I mean, we'd be talking about bone-chilling cold. We're talking about 30 degree below we'd be talking zero wind chill. <laughs> with, this type of, with this type of pattern. And think about just how atypical this is for 
the end of September, early October. Yes, we get a little bit of a, a ripple in the jet to get some cooler air here, but to have this type of deep dive, I mean, this, you look at a weather map right now, say guess the month, I would tell you February. Well, look at just 365 days ago. We started last October in the 90s. That's right. This October, we're forecasting, which starts tomorrow, we're forecasting temperatures to be at, in the upper 50s, if not a little bit cooler. Big time change. So it's obviously weather patterns are going to evolve over a year. But just to be two completely opposite ends of the spectrum like that is just, I think, cool. No, I think it's fascinating. I remember last October. I remember thinking to myself, is this going to stop? Please. Yeah, we're ready for the cooler weather. Please. And you know me. I mean, I I love the cooler weather. There's one thing that gets me through some tough times. if there's one thing that this is going to get deep, if there's one thing that gets me through some tough times, whether you're you're having a bad day or some things are bothering you, the weather for me has always been a kind of a release because that's why I say I, I get I don't like the stretch of sunny days, you know, complete sunshine and 70s that can go on forever because for me that doesn't break it up. For me, if I'm going through something or if I'm struggling to meet a deadline or if there, you know what I mean, there's all kind of things going on in life. It's the change in the weather. It's that. That big change to the winter weather. The first time we've got thunderstorms in the forecast. Just the activity that helps me sort of cope with what could be maybe a lower moment. Not every day is like that, certainly. Um, but like like right now, you could, you could go home and, for instance, you could go home and you could leave your chicken outside, right? Like maybe you wanted to frost it and then you ruined it. For instance, I'm just saying you spoiled your food. Say you spoiled your food. Maybe maybe a better example is, is your can of mayonnaise, <laughs> your jar of mayonnaise that you left out all day on accident, right? And that could really like, I mean, that could frustrate you. But then you can look outside and be like, oh, it's snowing. I don't know. It's just the weather for me has just been a release from, from every day, maybe little frustrations or something like that. What an analogy. I, like, I'm not yeah. sure the chicken made sense, but, but the jar of mayonnaise, I think that makes sense. I mean, I got upset the other day because I left my Parmesan cheese out on the counter and then it's bad. I, wa- I woke up the next morning and I saw it sitting there. I was like, well, got to throw that away. It's the little everyday frustrations <laughs> that happen to all of us that I think for me, I find solace in the weather, the changing weather conditions. Maybe that just sounds ridiculous, but that's what keeps me, that's what keeps me interested. That's what keeps me, that's how I kind of rebound. I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is cool though. Hey, it's not, maybe, maybe it's this angle. Maybe it's the idea of, wow, I left my jar of mayonnaise outside. I'm screwed. You know, Wait, I can't. Are you leaving it outside or outside well, the refrigerator? Well, outside the refrigerator. Okay. I left it on the counter all day. It's it's rotten now. But maybe it's the angle of, but wait a minute. Our temperatures are dropping now. We've got snow coming tonight. Maybe for me, it's just a little charge of energy that says, you know what? It's all right. Because in some cases, if right. you leave your mayonnaise outside, outside. Well. If it's cold enough, <laughs> a couple you'll months be fine. From now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Here? Like you, you use the weather as a a mental boost not, yeah, exactly it, just, it, it 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 brightens you up like, just like just, music yeah i was just about to, about to say like whenever you pick up your guitar if you want to change a pace in your in your brain and you're having a rough day or whatever it is if you can sit there and you focus hey the days are getting cooler like the seasonal depression is a thing right for you whenever temperatures are getting cooler it's flip the script it's the opposite flip you get, the script, you get right. more excited right so and I'm going through, truthfully, and again, this is probably more than anybody needs to know, but this is the toughest time of the year for me because of allergies. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a battle every day to deal with allergies through September and into October. So the more I see those temperatures going down, the more I get excited. That's why I enjoy the the, the winter so much. That's why I'm always on such breathe. I'm such a rush to get to winter. <laughs> yes, I mean there's there's multiple pieces to the puzzle yes. here. It's not just this snow. guy loves winter, right? It, it, when I was a kid, it was snow, but now it's it's just the reality of I'm getting old. <laughs> it's one of the more deeper conversations we've ever had here on the past the forecast podcast but i think it's good yeah i, th- I think it's good i enjoyed it i mean it's it's how the weather you know you talk about your passions in life i don't do weather as a job i don't see weather as a job i mean i'll go home and look at forecast data all day just because it's intriguing to me it fascinates me in the same light that putting on abcd guitar player can fascinate me so and i think you're a lot like that too i mean getting to know you whether it's golf, whether it's you're a big TV guy, you like uh, various TV shows you've watched a lot, that's just kind of your release. For me, the weather just acts like that. I don't know. Everybody has their thing. That's right. And weather is, especially cooler weather, is one of yours. And to wrap it up, the as much as I was kind of harping on, hey, you know, if you're having a bad day, if you're having a good day, weather can actually, to me, take it even further. I mean, think about when we've got active weather coming through. I mean, you've seen it in me. There's just a fuse that goes off inside of me that's just like, let's go. Sometimes it needs to be tampered. <laughs> right, right. Not not rooting for severe yes. weather and stuff, but just having that that urge to just weather, weather, weather. And that's just been kind of my, my thing. Yeah. And, and to change topics, we're talking about colder weather. We're in that time of year where, while we're not talking about snow, we are talking about a, another severe weather season that's on the horizon. This one is always, I think, a little trickier than the spring because you know what the spring is going to be. You, you, for the most part, you know that you're going to gradually be getting warmer and more moisture. But I think in the fall severe weather season, which we're entering now here in the Midwest, if we have temperatures where they are now in the 50s, our chances for severe weather are very low. Very, very low. So if we keep cool air around, the longer we keep the colder air around, the lower those chances are going to be. But that chance is still there for whenever we do get those warm fronts that are inevitably going to come through. Even next week, we're looking at temperatures getting back into the mid to upper 60s, near 70 degrees right now. And that's the recipe that you can start to see the chances for severe weather, especially if you get a strong front coming through an area that you've warmed up a little bit, added a little bit more moisture to. That, that, that'll that give you that chance for additional severe storms because we've had tornado outbreaks here that have been in October, November. I remember right before I, I, I moved here three years ago that the weekend before I started, there was a, there were, I was watching Rob Lydic do cut-ins on Facebook for tornadoes that were, it was around November, uh, middle to end of November. Uh, the November seventeenth, twenty thirteen. I was on a school bus. It was a Sunday, so it was. <laughs> why were we on a school bus? On uh, a coming back from the national championship of uh, band competition in high school. Look at you. We had Did just, you win. Uh, what year was that? Twenty thirteen. We. What did we do that year? You remember the storms, but you don't remember if you won. We, well, well, we did bus. not win the ah. the. Uh, I th- we, what may have happened is uh, we may have won our class national championship. So for our size school, we may have won the national champ. We, we did that a few times while I was there. Um, and then we finished, I think, that year in the nation ninth or something like that. 
sounds right. I don't know. It really wasn't about that, but um, it was. It was. I remember because when when we left, that 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 weather system was forecasted many days out. When we left Friday for Indianapolis, my dad was telling me, "Hey, you know, they're talking on the news. Sunday could get ugly," and uh, kind of trying to keep an eye on it. Now, this was before every high school kid had a smartphone, and I mean, this was still 2013 when you know a good population of us still had the not the flip phones, but the Sort of just your standard cell phone, you know. That the, was in college. The access to the internet <laughs> for us there was not, especially on a trip like that. I mean, it's more or less a business trip. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't as available. So didn't really know what was going on through the weekend. But I was getting texts from my dad. Hey, they're talking about like big time tornado outbreak. We actually left uh, a fellow meteorologist. I can call him a fellow meteorologist now, um, who now works in Raleigh. He is an alum of the band program and actually reached out. And said, "Hey, you guys may want to get out of Indy early. Um, I believe that's how it went. Uh, you guys want to get out early and try to beat the storms home, uh, because we were seeing tornadic supercells going up in northern Illinois where we were heading um, by noon. So, yeah, that was uh, that was November. I mean, that was incredible. I, I have a lot of memories from that day because actually, when we got back to the school, and, and again, we're talking two hours west of here, uh, where I was at that day. So it wasn't." It's not like it was that dramatically different being in Fort Wayne or being in the south side of Chicago, northwest Indiana. We we were we got back and they released us to our parents. So like we could go home, right? But if you didn't have your parent there in the next 15 minutes, you had to stay because they knew the storm was coming. Like there was a tornado warning say one county west or whatever. So I got in the car with my dad, we started driving home. We got caught in uh we got caught in some sort of like, I don't know what it was, maybe a microburst or something like that. Um, I mean, it was it was helter-skelter in November. Like, you would not imagine this type of severe thunderstorm in November. We drove a couple streets east. That was it, sunshine. And you looked west into the storm. It was incredible. So that's my memory from that day. I think the Steelers beat the Lions that day. I was listening to it on the radio <sighs> while I was driving back up to school. Man, we're really getting deep today. <laughs> well, you got deep. I just remembered it. It just, it just triggered that day. It just triggered the memories. And then if you want to talk about other November severe weather events, um, my last, my second to last semester in college, 2017, within a two-week period, we had two uh, sort of linear type systems on at Ball State that came through. One of them resulted in a, what they, what they call a tornado in Muncie. It took out uh, the, the roof of the field house down there in downtown Muncie. So this was all late October, early November stuff. The second season, it's just because it's getting cooler doesn't mean severe weather's done. Yeah, but if we get prolonged cooler weather, that'll limit our chances. But I'm thinking that we're going to have multiple warm-ups, as we so typically do, but progressively getting cooler at the same time. Let's move on to what the hail. What the hail? What the hail was flying through the sky this morning, Joe? It was at 6.30, I believe-ish. Yep. This is on Wednesday morning. I woke up and I saw on Twitter uh, some people in Pittsburgh that I follow, some photographers, that were talking about seeing a fireball in the morning. And it turns out that we also saw it. I was fast asleep. I'm assuming you were too at 6.30. Definitely probably not outside at that time. And... I mean, you could have been. Were you outside at 6.30? I was awake. You were awake. I woke up at like 6.20 this morning for some reason. Did you bring the fireball? Before, hour before my alarm. I woke up, and I'm like, why am I awake? Why? That's a shame. 
But anyway, we got video now in. You can also find that on our social media of the fireball that was flying through the sky. And the belief is, and you'll have more on this uh, later on uh, in our shows, but belief is that it is a meteor that was falling. So you have these meteors fall into our atmosphere all the time. Depending on their size, it will have a longer tail or be more vibrant. So the belief is probably that this is a one of the larger meteors that can cause these streaks in the sky. So if you saw that, that is what it was, most likely. Yeah, still waiting to see if we get any sort of official comp- confirmation um, on what it was, but by all accounts, it is a meteor um, because it didn't have the appearance. I mean, it was so fast. It was so fast, and when they're so fast, they, uh, they're they likely more or less some sort of object coming into the Earth's atmosphere rather than something that was orbiting and then fell into the Earth's atmosphere, like some old space debris that would come at sort of a lower velocity and would break up. It would look kind of fiery if you saw it, if it was big enough, but... They would have branches on it. Branches on it. It just it wouldn't have that this quick flash. Um, and actually, our local space expert, John McGully, I talked to him this morning about this. He believes that it actually may be referred to as a bolide. Um, and according to Wikipedia here... Uh, just a fireball as bright as the moon. Um, it's just a, it's an extremely bright meteor. Um, so I'll look more into that a little bit later, see what we got coming up tonight on Wayne 15. But he believes it's uh, a rare but uh, exceptional type of meteor that came into the atmosphere. And obviously you're seeing the flash. Uh, I believe that's because it's breaking up in the atmosphere. Yeah, the, the heat of the atmosphere as this product moves through caused it to burn up and that's what we see i'm assuming the size of it and the velocity in which it was entering both contribute to the amount of light you see yes so that would make sense that's i mean we're no no space experts wasn't the greatest in college physics but well i was i was better when it came to the troposphere and down in other words where the weather happens in our atmosphere but yes but we we dabble in space obviously here so we uh we decided to throw that in there, let you know, give a little bit of a background on it. We'll obviously be learning more here uh, over the next uh, couple hours because it did only happen uh, within the last six hours. Yeah, try to have some fun with recording. it. See what's going on. See if we can get any more video in and see where the afternoon takes us. Yeah, we do. So we talked about it last week at the end of the week. We were hoping to do something on Monday. And if you're in Fort Wayne, you know it rained pretty much all day on Monday. Joe and I were planning a 36-hole extravaganza, as we were calling it, for our golf purposes. Unfortunately, with the rain, we decided to axe those plans. But we did golf. We golfed in some way. <laughs> we <laughs> That's did. what you want to call it. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, well, maybe some of the listeners may remember this, certainly depending on your age. Um, I can't believe you had this console. Yeah, so I'm not a huge video game guy. Um, I think in high school, a lot of kids were playing the Xbox 360, so I had one of those. My sister and I got a Wii when we were really young, played that quite a bit with her and and tried to, you know, that's what you did. The Wii was very family-like, so we did that, did the Xbox thing with friends, but really have fallen away from from video games, especially since I don't know what happened. I mean, I I just, I just maybe, maybe the guitar. Maybe maybe a guitar, but but 
when I was home a uh, month ago or so, I I was going through my my dad's box of one box of things in the basement, and then I found this old Sega Genesis, um, a <laughs> video game console from the early '90s. And I guess the story goes. So I remember this. I remember playing this with my dad when I was born. So I was born in the late '90s. Um, I remember playing this probably early 2000s with him um, before, I mean, you know, we're talking predating PlayStations and stuff like that. I mean, this this was what was out there, and I found it. So I said, well, I'm going to take it back to Fort Wayne with me because if I get it to work, hey, it could be kind of fun, right? So the big game on there is Pebble Beach Golf Links. I, I love Pebble Beach every year when they do the Pro-Am and when the U.S. opens there. It's great. So we got it set up, and uh, we played it. Well, we played six and a half holes. That's right. <laughs> the uh, there's a the the console is so old. Joe has a short in the wire, which we fixed, and something in his apartment rattled, <laughs> and it. Uh, I was in the middle of my tee shot on seven, one of the most iconic holes in golf. Really excited. I thought I was about to hit a beautiful shot into the green. I was finally understanding how to play, get the uh, the get the touch, get the feel of the controller. And uh, it just crashed. It went black screen. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure I really remember. <sighs> I, I remember it must have been 10 years ago now. I, I, my dad and I set it up for like the first time in a while at that point. Maybe, maybe, maybe eight or nine years ago. We set it up one day. And we had the same thing happen. We played a couple holes and then it shorted out. And uh, that's the last I had touched it. So... We were able to kind of tape it together to, to stop the short in the cord, and we got to we got to mess around with it a little bit, but it was all right. I mean, we didn't get to play 36 holes of golf, but we kind of had an experience of, you know, seeing how, you know, video games were back in the day, and I got to kind of revisit some memories that I had with my dad when I was, was a kid, so it was kind of... It's kind of neat. I mean, when we played it when I was younger, it, it was on a small TV. Like I was telling you, <laughs> one of those TVs where you press power and it's got the channel button on the TV. I mean, it's probably got a VCR attached underneath it. Uh, well, the, one Some of one of them, of them did. did. Yeah, so we're talking old TVs, right? But now I'm playing it on a on a flat screen, forty whatever <laughs> inch, forty two, forty. I don't know. Ten eighty p. Yeah, ten eighty p. You know, it's like it's like wow, like we're actually doing this. So I don't know. I had some fun with it. I enjoyed it. We also played some Madden. And that was, that, was a, that, was an exa- that was that was an adventure. It was, and then we uh, even dabbled in some Jeopardy. We did, we did, and that was I thought that was fun too. And the one thing that I found interesting was some of the questions on there actually are outdated. Yes. So not all Very trivia confusing. is alike. Yes, because yeah, that that game was made what ninety four or so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it said on the back. So I don't know. We you know we kind of. You know when they say when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? So that's what we did. Mother Nature gave us raindrops, so we uh, got this thing out of a bag, cleaned it off. It was dusty as can be. I mean, like I said, had not been touched, but I just for some reason I had an inkling. Last time I was home, I was like, just bring this with, see if it works. Well, it paid off. Had some fun with it. Yes, we did. Maybe we'll get out and golf. Who knows when? Schedules are weird. Fingers crossed. Yes. Let's move on to hits and misses. Hits and misses. All right, so I don't. I would probably give us about a B minus. I'd go B. B. All right. B. All right. I'd give us a B. We did. We did. 
relatively well the last few days. Obviously, it rained on Monday. We had those rain chances in there. We hammered those home throughout the weekend. Um, the rain kind of stopped a little bit. When I left here Sunday morning, I was really thinking that, you know, 7, 8, 9 a.m. were going to be the wettest hours. It ended up being more or less midday. So that was kind of a miss. Um, yeah, the timing of it. The rain. We had the, we had the rain chances dialed in all the whole time, though. Right. The percentages. You had 60, and then we bumped it up to 80 or 70. I forget which one we did. Yeah, and that absolutely verified. Yeah. Absolutely verified. With amounts, too. I mean, we were talking lower amounts, and that's kind of what happened. Quarter of an inch to half an inch. Right. Yeah. All worked out there. And then temperatures. That was a hit. Temperatures were absolutely a hit. We're locked in there, and it looks like the extended forecast continues to be a hit. So, all in all, I'm not too upset with it. Um, We do have the rain chances in there today. Today is Wednesday. We were thinking more Thursday, so it looks like that's sped up a little bit, a little clipper-type system coming Mm. through. You know, it's one of those things where you're trying to analyze not only the pattern but also interpret the data. And at that time, the pattern would support little types of waves from the northwest coming through and bringing rain chances in. However, the data was coming out remarkably dry at that point. So one of those things where, you know, that's why we tell you to keep checking back in every single day with our 10-day because this stuff does change. And while it's not – in the grand scheme of things, if we didn't have time, Adam, if we didn't have a 24-hour clock and we said it's going to rain Thursday and you got rain a little bit towards the end of the day Wednesday, people would normally say you did pretty good. But because we have defined times, (laughs) that's where it's a challenge. Yes. Pesky time. There's never enough of it. There's there's no there you're correct. Do you um, in the words of, of the great Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> you've only got a finite amount of time, so you got to do something good with it. That's why yes, we're doing this podcast. Yeah, let's move on to the inbox. It's the past the forecast inbox. Taylor wants to know: Will we warm back up, or is fall here? We kind of touched on this a little bit. It's tough to say. Um, it's ebbs and flows. We will probably see periods of warming, and we're going to see periods of tremendous cooling. I think the 90s are probably done. I would lean towards 90s being done, and if you asked me how many more 80-degree days we had left this year, I'd say two, three tops. Maybe. Maybe. I'd probably set it at one and a half, and I would probably bet the under. I would too. How about that? Now, 70s, 70s are Very in play. Very likely, yes. When we get a little southwesterly flow in there. On a given day, oh, yeah, 70, mid-70s, definitely still in play. Without even looking at anything, since you set the over-under at one and a half for 80s, I would say, would you say an over-under of how many more 70-degree days would be? Six uh, and a half. I was just about to say six and a half, and I would probably lean the over. Hmm, I'd probably bet the under on that, too. I I, I think that we'll see a couple, maybe a couple 70-degree days next week. We'll see. It's we'll all, see. We're, we're just goofing around here. Most likely we'll see a lot of low to mid-70s and lots of 60s in the days ahead. But first, we got 50s to come for the end of this week. That's right. A little more of a uh, a little more of a abbreviated episode, if you will, as, as a, compared to some of our guest episodes. But I think we, we, we got, got some good ones. stuff in there. We got some yeah. good stuff in there. Um you and I have got some fill-in time coming up through the month of October, so looking forward to doing some, If you would you call the morning show primetime, 5, 6 a.m.? For you, it's probably primetime since you work the morning shift. True. 
But I'm also filling in for Nicholas a few days. And I'm filling in for Nicholas several days, too. Which would be prime time, if you will. So we are, uh, speaking of filling in, uh, we're, uh, we got a lot of, we also have vacation time for ourselves to take. Now there is some time there. For our loyal listeners, uh, uploads may be a little sporadic. We're definitely trying to do once a week, but you may get a Friday in there. You may get a Wednesday as normal, uh, different guests uh, filling in. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, we'll do our best to keep it uh, keep it as regular as we do on Wednesdays, but might have to throw a couple Fridays in there. That's right. Well, we'll see you next time as we try to be. Oh, it's my turn to pick a number. You know, it's been a while since I picked a number. Well, that's because you always jump on it. Let's do, uh, uh, let's do 19. Jonathan Taves? Uh, more Juju Smith-Schuster. He's on my team. I need him, I need him to have a week. Well, they postponed the game. Did they? Just came through. Really? They might play on Monday. There's other issues going on in the world. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That. So. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. But you know what? We're 33 episodes in. It's been a year. I mean, I don't think anybody can disagree it's been a year, but it's been nice to have this outlet to just kind of keep things light and try to reflect on on the good times. Yes. So we'll see you guys next time. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.